Who's starting? <laughs> we haven't discussed this, have we? Uh, uh, oh, we're off and rolling uh, for 2023. I'll, I'll do it. Hello and welcome to the outside line number 19. It's 2023 and we're back. And talking we're back. about stuff, not much really. But um, yeah, there is... Jack's busy driving, driving at the moment, so it's just the two of us. We're going to do our yearly um, breakdown. Yeah, I think this is going to be a tradition. The first episode of the year, as we come up to the first round, Jack's going to be off doing something that's not this, and me and Tate are going to go, oh, we'll try and fill some time and then spend 45 minutes talking about who we think is going to win. Each individual driver. <laughs> yeah. Their full background history, where they went to school, whether they like. Long walks on the beach. Basically. The whole basically. Yeah. So um, if you are new here, hello, I'm Ben, and with me today is Tate, and we talk shit on the internet about drifting. And we we're do. both, we're both bloggers now. now, too. <laughs> oh, actually, I've got to shoot a video at some point this year. I haven't even looked at my camera. Nice. I kicked it into the corner. I'm, I'm doing the, the, um, the proper vlog, car vlogger thing right now, and just buying cars constantly. So really, really. Well, it's a surefire way to, you know, be a. I bought a new do car. It well. Look at my new car. <laughs> I sold my car. It's literally my life. I'm I'm suited to be a vlogger. Matt, you got to go find someone that can rip you off. Oh yeah. Over a car, that one will get those views right up there. I'm the person ripping people off. I'm a good. I'm a so good negotiator. You can lie. <laughs> Just find like just find someone who's happy to be the bad guy. Oh, that's it. Pay a little bit too much for a Commodore. Yeah. Right, look, I so, pay yeah. too much for a Commodore. It's they're expensive now, apparently. Ah, uh, yeah, it depends on what your class is expensive. It's not as expensive as a Jap car, I'll tell you that right now. Oh no. <laughs> no. So you've got you've got yourself a another VS Commodore. Yeah. And you didn't think to put the RB in it. You've just got sitting there. You just thought you're going to roll with the uh, the main monster. Yeah, well, I need to fix the RB. Well, give it some maintenance. And um, But I'm, I thought I'd go back to my roots and remember if I can drive with a stock V6 Commodore motor. So it'll be very interesting because I'm probably going to hate it. But uh, it'll be fun. So something a little bit of, a little bit of fun. And then, um, yeah. I'm building another car. I always keep saying this. I'm building another car. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. But eventually, I'm trying. Currently, in negotiations of, well, I've told the person this is how much I'm willing to pay. You come back to me when you're ready to accept that because no one's going to pay what you want um, for another Commodore to actually put the RB in. But um, yeah, at this point, where I've only, only own two, two at the moment. So we're good. Only, only yeah, two. Forgot, forgot what I so, on the so can you share with us what, what the grand plan is since you've obviously put so much thought into it already? Um, I'm I'm gonna do because I've decided I'm shit at comps. Well, sorry, comps don't suit my driving. Um, and the fact that I like comps. Yeah, you only made top eight. In yeah, and well, okay, because I don't like because I like I want to do it in a Commodore and then I'm very good. Shit, you're right. But anyway. You washed up. Yeah, I'm totally washed up. Um, well, no, it's the fact that I want to make a nice car, and apparently when you do comps, everyone crashes into you because that's what you need to do to win. You have to drive really aggressively. Sure, let's go, <laughs> let's go with that. Let's not go with the fact that you just run into you know things yeah. when you're uh, yeah, but party. But driving. basically, I want to make a nice one, so I'm buying. Well, I'm trying to buy like a Calais, um, so I can make a nice, very street spec proper nice pretty drift car and have the one that i have now as a crash into things thing and if i get sick of the power of a mang i'll just put a turbo on the the v6 and drive it until it explodes so and then oh, yeah plan. and then instagram's already oh. seen and i've done some youtube stuff but i haven't edited or anything yet but i bought a, another i bought a vp wagon which is like a super rare one so that's going to be the like Weekend. So that was the five liter one that doesn't have a five yeah, liter. Yeah, it was in it. a factory five liter one that's now no engine in it at all and a V6 cross member because the guy pulled it out for another car. I don't know, but I'm probably going to stick an LS in it. So it's going to be the simplest way rather than spending the exact same money on a five liter. I might as well buy a good engine and put it in. Yeah, it's a shame you got to spend a whole bunch of money buying an LS. I've figured out how expensive that is recently. Yeah. So. Oh, I've got the best part, They're too, like is because I don't have anything. 
So basically, I'm just going to have to buy a car. Like, I'm going to have to buy a donor car so that I can have all the other stuff that I need that you always go, oh, shit, I need this and I need this and I need all these random little bits yeah. and pieces. So, yeah. Um, again, I know of one, but I'm trying to pay the price that I want to pay and not the pay price that they want. So negotiations are in progress. <laughs> But sounds like yeah, fun. But what's been happening with you, Tate? How's how's your progress going? I see Smokey's uh, alive and running again. Almost. Yeah. I mean, I swear, like before I started this whole Smokey process, I had more hair than this, a lot more. <laughs> and this entire process has just been pulling it, falling out in chunks. Uh, engine. It's been a year. It took a year for the engine to get done. That somehow got done, like a month out from round one. Now the car's sitting at the tuna because I couldn't forecast when the engine was going to be done to forecast when I need to book the tuna in and apparently you've got to book them in a long way in advance at the moment. So I haven't, the car hasn't been tuned. It's been up there for a week and a bit and hopefully they're going to be able to get to it and I'll pick it up the Saturday of the event. <laughs> and I don't know how it's, this has all come down to the day before or a couple of days before the event but it just seems to just, just typical drift just seemed, rap. I, it just happens I did the it was exactly the same last year except i had to buy a whole extra engine but it was the same thing i i got the car the week of or during the week of the event and in the lead up and i had to test it on the saturday and do the comp on the sunday right. so yeah yeah, I haven't touched the car other than I did a bit of a fuel system upgrade because we went E85 to give it a bit more headroom since it's pretty much just leaned out um, or had too much advance the last two times. So I put on E85 to make it a bit safer. Um, but other than that, yeah, I really haven't done too much with it. It's just been collecting dust for last year. So I'm very excited to drive that. Um, but also a bit nervous that we're coming down to the wire now and... Uh, it's still not tuned, so anything could happen. So that's been my sort of lead up to this. I haven't haven't done too much drifting recently. I did have a a, a diff fall out of a BMW that I drove. I recently. saw that. Was so exciting. That, that was not a um, an ideal situation. No, it wasn't a lot of fun. But uh, I'll go too deep into that one. But it was uh, Landon was driving at the time. Ah, right, Landon's fault. And uh, yeah, I blame him entirely. It was one hundred percent his Perfect. fault. Um, he needs to be better. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, so that's been like a couple of laps in some random BMW has been uh, my, the extent of my drifting for the last couple of months. Yeah, I um, I understand your pain. And then I'm I'm actually drifting this weekend, but only on the Saturday for the practice thing. And I've got to do it in the um, intermediate class because I don't have a cage, so I have to do the, the short run-up. But uh, and, and I got to do the quad kink instead of the bowl. That's probably a good thing considering, like you know, I haven't crashed that car yet. So, so it depends on the layout. Do you have to do the horseshoe before? No, we only have to do the. Um, it's still just like not the horseshoe. Like you still come through, but I'm doing the quad kink instead of. So you should still be able to carry speed yeah. through it. So it should be okay. Because I actually really like that. I, I, I like the quad kink going the, quad the other kink way. when you got some speed. Yeah, the quad kink going the yeah. other way is actually sick. Like um, when you're running like from the the balls into the wall. Uh, Anti clockwise. Anti clockwise, yeah. So it, yeah. when you come through there, like you're like you know pretty much third gear, top of third, going down the hill, and then instead of flicking up to the wall, you just just shoot through the quad kink and then throw as much angle as you can to stop the car to like, then get out of it. So. Quad kick sick. It just you need I, uh, to carry speed. I I did the uh, drift masters layout. I guess you could call it um, where you went through the quad kink, and I actually really liked it. Like come out of the left hander and like click up to third, and then grab some speed across the top and flick down into the quad yeah. kink. I actually really enjoyed that. I I found a more in fun technical layout than running. Yeah, the wall. well that that's what the practice layout will be, but um. On the comp on Sunday, obviously we're doing the the Battle Heaven layout, so we won't be doing Turn One or um, like the entry there. So we'll be starting and then going in directly into the wall run. And for L two, it'll be starting at the Quad Kink. So um, definitely going to be interesting for L two because I remember last time we did that, it was kind of awkward because trying to judge the speed you needed to get up to speed through the Quad Kink before initiating um, caught a lot of people out. So 
be interesting to see how this year's crop of L2 drivers do. Well, that might be a good segue. We'll go past to a couple of items that we've got we there and go straight into it. round one then. We'll come back L1, to that uh, Round uh, one's the pertinent issue. Yeah, we'll go down the layout since we started talking about it. Um, so I don't really know what to call any of these layouts. It all gets it's, very confusing. They, it's advertised by Drifting SA as the Battle, ha Battle Heaven layout. I think it's the only one that actually has a name. Yeah, I should probably know that, but I don't. Um, it's on Facebook, Tate, where we are. Uh, I don't right touch now. Facebook. If you're watching, or Spotify. Um, Follow us on Spotify. Yeah. So I, this layout, probably not my favourite, to be honest. I'm not... I don't mind... Um, I don't think I like... I just don't really like the lead-up to it, the run-up to it. Yeah. Every time that I've done this, this one, it feels like the run-up is very like FD spec where you've got no time, yeah. you gain no speed, and then you've got to do a big clutch kick. It seems, it does seem like a very like, you got to like, what are into it. It's not like our, the rest of the layout is like a typical DSA layout where the, the, the course slows throughout the run, but it definitely does seem like you really got to get some mumbo jumbo going, especially um, the chase is a little bit awkward as well because you obviously have to dive in onto the wall but you have to initiate to the left as the lead car in L1. So, lead has to initiate to the left. And then transition and then right. onto the bowl. And yeah. then the chase car can And then dive. chase is just onto the yeah. bowl. Yeah. Uh, but it, but you kind of crossed over because you start like that. So, you're going to let the lead car come in front in. of you and time that dive. Yeah, so it's all pretty awkward. Yeah. Um, and, like, in my car, even with the V8, it's, like, literally, like, pull gear, pull a gear, yeah. clutch kick, and that's all the time that you get. You also got like that awkward corner, and I don't think the corner is the problem, but if we had a bit more lead up into it, and then the corner slowed us down, at least we'd be in second gear and rolling, mm -hmm. rather than like first, second, and then third clutch kick. Because if you miss that, I find on the chase in particular, if you miss a gear, like you're stuck, yeah. like you haven't got a chance to, to recover. So, um, yeah. Also, if the lead car isn't wide out on the bowl, it can choke you up as you go up the hill as a chase car. So there's a few interesting parts to this layout. It's probably not my favourite. I do prefer the ones where you start with a great deal of speed. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's, it's a bit different than the, the normal layouts where you start really fast and um, end up going quite slow. You actually start pretty slow and sort of gain a bit of speed as you go up the hill out of the bowl. So... Yeah. Uh, contenders. I've got a list from Renee. Of our L1 entries. This is probably L1 a good, good time to point out that two of our top three drivers from last season aren't competing full-time this year. So Dale and Scott are both... Like, so Dale Campaign and Scott Miller are both taking some time off this year from what I've heard. Yeah. Well, they're not on my entry list. Yeah. I've already gone through and checked that. Um, so, yeah. Scotty and uh, Dale... Both, uh, they're, they're probably going to do an event or yeah. two. Yeah, um, so Dale's got the new one. So he's he's taken a bit of time off to do some family life. At, yeah. And then Scotty went over and did Keep It Re. So I think he's focusing on doing a bit of interstate driving this year. So it's pretty cool. And he yeah. did well yeah. as well. I think, so I think he went over there and podiumed it. So How did he do? Because I... I... I've seen the podiums. I saw, I saw that he, I think he was on the so. podium. I think it was Marcus and also Ag. Yeah. So, but I believe, I believe, I think he got third. But I can't actually find oh. information and results. It's a little bit like DSA events, <laughs> unless you're there, you don't really know the results, <laughs> unless someone tells you. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I know that he went, he went pretty well, mm. but. I didn't know where exactly he got. I wouldn't expect anything different, to be honest. I wouldn't have put money on him going over there and um, and not doing well. So, yeah. Uh, so those two are going to be out. So I'll read through the list for L1. We won't put a comment on each one because we'll be here on bloody night. But uh, so we got. Uh, I'm going to keep. I, I hate saying names. Well, you um, can send me the list, from... and I can butcher the names if you want. No, it's going to take way too long. We haven't got that much time. <laughs> I've done enough ITing tonight. <laughs> Uh, Aaron Gorton, he's got the 31 wagon, yeah, I'm yeah, sure, purple one. Yeah, purple one. Yep, uh, Adam May in the Chaser, yep. uh, Adam Wood 
in the uh, R34 four-door, the green monster. Uh, the attack of the Adams here. Adam Mayello in the And the new Hot red, Boy, uh, the new Hot Boy 180. Hot Boy? Let's see how long that lasts. <laughs> <laughs> got a whole bunch of old two drivers. Got, uh, Kane Scott on his 14th revision of an RB20. Oh, I was about to say like 752nd time he's put an RB20. Oh, honestly, yeah. like, you're not too far off. <laughs> I spoke to him on Saturday when we are doing a, a display and he's like, yeah, no, this is the fifth version I've put in, but this one should be good now. I've put, I've put I've head three on place. block two, and I'm going to like put this turbo on, and ah, it's smoking again. All right, I'm going to put the low-cob head on this. <laughs> it's like it's like watching Stewie in the baking. <laughs> yeah, I'll be it really annoyed. is. And like, how, firstly, how do you have most, this much time? Secondly, How like, do you have this many oh, RVs? <laughs> Well, it's like a seventh version, but he's only got like two engines and two heads, but they're all just different variations. Uh, who else we got here? It's Kane. We've got Elliot Wiley. Oh, returning. that is as a name I have not heard in a comp in a very long time. It is, yeah. It's been a while. Yeah, it's not G1 been a while anymore. It's in 30, 30, 33, maybe? Yes. Yeah, so I'm trying to remember. He used to have he NASA, which is the Laurel. The C33 Laurel. Yeah, and he's got a 33 as well um, with a fancy bang, 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 bang gearbox in it. Because I've seen some some Snapchat. What was that noise? Bang, 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 bang. Um, I've seen, I think he did a DSA skid pan event or something as well. I got I got yeah, some Snapchats so from cool. Tommy Monkhouse in the, in the passenger seat of it. So, yeah, it's good to see Elliot back out. Yep, we got uh, Hayden Houlihan in the... Ah, he did enter. I wasn't, I'm enter. not entering, I'm not entering, and there we go. Yeah, I might have blown up his spot there because he might have been doing the old, what, Scotty, what Scotty it's all right, no one. Oh, no, I'm not entering, not entering. Boom, I'm in. It's all right, no one watches this anyway. <laughs> <laughs> True. Wow, we've got Kale Scott back. Back in the, uh, another RB20 powered. Yeah, except oh, his apparently game. works. Yeah. Whatever happened, he was building a 350Z that was 2J or something. Yeah, I think he realised that building, building hard, bu actually building cars is hard instead of slapping together SO lanes. <laughs> Stick with yeah, exactly. Know. So all the way from WA, we got Luke. Viesma. Viesma. Yeah. yeah. Do you know, I, the name rings a bell, and I reckon I, I recognise the car, but... I don't know much more. Do you know so Luke, Luke's a young, a young, younger guy. Um, like friends with like Mitch Lana and stuff. Obviously, being WA, there's not that many. Well, actually, it's a pretty thriving drift scene over in WA, to be honest. But it's just a shame it's so far away from all of us. But from memory, it's a S13 with an LSA and like you know your wife's fab and all that stuff. Um, yeah. He has done pretty well over in the the D1 WA and stuff. For the last little while, also does a lot of time on the sim as well. Just how I know him through sim drifting. So, yeah, it's, it's good to see him come over. It'll be interesting to go because I remember, you know, pretty much him doing pretty well when he drove. He hasn't driven in the last year or so, so it'll be interesting to see how he comes over and steps up against the um, the SA boys because it will probably be a little bit of a different crowd to what he yeah. is used to over in WA. Yeah, it's also going to be interesting trying to get his head around Stewie's uh, judging system. Oh, yeah. Sure. Look, we don't worry. You just don't worry about that, especially for the first event. You just drive, see how it worked, and then you you tune to, to what that is. Yeah, then you just wait and hope that Renee comes screaming at you to get in your car. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, so there's a name here that I don't recognize too much. Mark. Oh, I'm going to get this wrong. Senden? Snenden? And name that you recognize at all? No. Renee didn't give me the states or any uh, other information. Unfortunately. Doesn't even uh, have a number. Doesn't, so. doesn't ring a bell to me, unfortunately. That's all uh, I probably see. Like, oh, I know you. <laughs> I know you. Real you bad. Facebook friends for the last 16 I'm years. I'm terrible with names, though, so it's okay. I know. I don't even like reading them. Uh, Nathan Greenhill. Yep. I uh, think I know who that Ozzie? is. You think you yeah, know that I think one? I know him. Uh, Ozzy's back nice. after he had a bit of a bingle with me, so got the car fixed up. So, while we're talking contenders, 
I mean, I think he's got to be up there. Yeah, well... Is it third in the championship last that's year? That's it. So it's, it's really, like, there is a bit of a power vacuum at the top. Obviously, Aussie is your number one, like, you know... Well, number one seed to fill that, being as he was the one up there with the other two. So, but it will be interesting to see how that kind of goes when you've got, you know, Adam Maelo, you've got uh, Roger, you know, he was always there or thereabouts. All these guys, like Hayden, Hayden, you know, did really well in the last two rounds last year. Like, got a win, got a podium. Like, he really stepped up right at the end there as well. So, I have a feeling if he can carry his momentum, he's definitely going to be one to watch as well. Yep, speaking of, you just mentioned Roger. He's back from, uh, well, his car lives in the Riverland, but he uh, he's up in Northern Territory these yep. days. As I found down. out, I was like, oh, he's up north. I didn't realise how far north he was. <laughs> yeah, I think he's flying down just so he can get the free Saturday. <laughs> I think that's, he's moved his entire house. I, I actually, it's not a livelihood. It's, I, to I actually Territory live so in uh, far Saturday. north Queensland. Can I have a free entry, please? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, who else we got here? We have Scott Roberts is back. Nice. That's someone else as well uh, on his day can do well. Yep. Uh, Sean Power. Yeah, from, so he's from gone, Vic. He's uh, he's gone from judging. Yep. To uh, to competing, so uh, that should be fun to watch. We can all judge him now. Uh, we're going to next ignore the next pleb. Mr. Lindstrom will ignore I was him. Saying, I was trying to do the um, alphabet in my head. I'm like, what's after S? <laughs> uh, Tom Hemmings is back nice. from uh, Mount Gambia. Uh, Tim Rasmussen. Yep. From uh, And Mr. Troy Lipchinski. Nice. Rounds out L1. Sorry. That is going to be everyone who. Is currently entered anyway. They've got a few more days, I'm guessing, to uh, to get their shit together if they're not going to. I tell you what, you don't have any time to get your shit together if you want to do prac because that's sold out. Oh yeah, that's sold out real quick. Yeah. We've had so many messages from people like, "Oh, I'd like to do prac," and you're like, "Well, about that, there's a waiting list that's as long as my arm." Yeah, like because I was gonna try and do the whole like, "Oh, you know," because I come back and commentate, maybe like sneak in for a free pack, and then I went. I'm just going to, like, buy an entry and then, you know, not worry about it. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, yeah, Prax has been sold out. I'm, like, really glad I bought an entry. <laughs> Didn't try to weasel my way in. I spoke to Renee, and she's like, she's, um, oh, Prax nearly sold out. I'm like, oh, can you put me down for one? She's like, no, you have to enter. I'm like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll go into it now, I swear. <laughs> so, yeah, that's going to be really cool. So, um, obviously... No skid pan this time, so no drift school, no Saturday afternoon skid pan sesh. So we're going to go straight into an afternoon prac instead of a night prac. So yeah. it's going to start at three instead of five or four. So it should mean that we'll get daylight running the entire time, which honestly I don't mind. That's cool. The nighttime stuff is... I like that. It gets sketchy. It means I don't have to zip tie some whips that I acquired to the bottom of my car to do dodgy underglow. <laughs> No one's going to see it anyway. So, um, yeah, we'll just... Um, yeah, it's going to be daytime, which is really cool. Um, that layout at night's not too bad. It's the one rolling through the bowl the other way is the one that's really bad at night because you get blinded by the lights. Yeah. But um, any any time during the day is still good. Hopefully, I think the weather's supposed to be good. Um, thankfully, we've just come out of that stupid heat wave because I don't like the heat and drift cars definitely don't like the heat. So... Did your truck have aircon? Yeah. Thank oh, God. Good. It didn't. We've had a few truck drivers in come a... in. They're like, I don't have aircon. I'm like, wow, I'm, you're dying. I was you? in the second. I was in, a, in a, another truck at the moment because my truck's at CMI Hino and they're useless. But um, I got in it and the first day I jumped in it, it was like 42 and I drove it to Lonsdale and back. I went, the aircon doesn't work in this. I'm going home. Fix the aircon. <laughs> Just, I'm like, I was, I was dying. It was so bad. But um, anyway, yeah, I have aircon in the truck, which is nice. So pick your podium. Oh, it's so hard. I got to. Are we just saying any three, or do we have to put them in order? Oh, let's let's add a little bit more. Do we? We'll put them in order. All right. So Aussie's gonna either get knocked out in top eight or win. So I'm gonna put Aussie at number yep. one. Uh, I'm going to put Maello second and Roger third. 
Fair enough. Yeah. I think I'm going to do pretty similar to you. I'm going to put Aussie first. I think you're right. If he do, if he doesn't get first, he'll end up like top eight. Barely top eight, top yeah. eight. Yeah. Yeah. Top it, win or yeah. bust, pretty yeah. much. Um, then I'm going to go. I reckon Roger and then Hayden. Yeah, right. So I think we're, we're all pretty much on the yeah. same track. I think Bayelu's due. Like he's due for a, a good, like proper result. Like he's had a bunch of top eights and some top fours, but. I think I think with the new aero and he's not so streetcar now. I think if you watch him, he's gonna. I think there might be some sneaks. I, I reckon aero slows people. I down. think he's got he's got big fenders and stuff on it now, so there might be a sneaky little alignment change. He might make that car even faster again. That car's already crazy fast as it is. It is very so, fast, and that's that layout. And it's a big horsepower SR, and that so. layout suits him as well because he does like the tighter technical stuff. Whereas I think um, Hayden's car kind of struggles a little bit through that tight stuff, which is why yeah. I've kept him out of the top three. He really does well on the fart, like the real fast stuff. So, yeah, there's a there's a lot of fast still on this layout. Like those two tight sections, I'm not sure how tight and how much they're actually judged. Because mm. I think like the, when I've talked to the judges before, the big points getter is the flick into the left hander at the top of the hill. Yeah. So if I can carry speed up there and flick into yeah. that hard, that's gonna be the the key part of those runs. So. I think the big the big thing as well is getting the bowl right. So obviously the judges are on the opposite side of the track from the bowl, so they can't see if your car is like touching the wall or if it's like an inch off or a foot off. It all kind of looks the same. So I think rather than focusing on scraping the wall the whole way through, setting up the line so you get a really nice line out of the bowl is going to be very important to really carry yeah. that, that last arc out so then you can snap into that, that left-hander. And not putting a wheel off on the outside. Because yeah. if you if you do aim for the wall, if you want to get close yeah. to it, you run that risk of putting a wheel off and then or, they can tell Or tagging the tyre stack right at the end of the wall like I did. <laughs> <laughs> and doing a pirouette. <laughs> That's the dream. That's what oh, you want. Perfect. Ah, so there's a couple of other things that we jumped over before. So Malala dates looking very thin on the ground at the moment. Yeah. Um, Not a lot happening down there. So obviously John this is Morgan, isn't it? John Morgan. He he was our last yeah. um, coordinator at Malala and he, he's left. So I don't even, I think they're, they're, they have an interim guy or something at the moment, but there's not been a lot of, States about anything with terms of drift. It kind of sucks because I like drifting Malala. And it's heaps closer to the yeah. house than the bend. It's like 20 minutes for me instead of an hour and a half. Yeah, I think having Malala running like doing prac nights is a big thing to keep drifting yeah. going in South Australia. Yeah. So um, I've, I've seen a comment from Stewie. I, I know a little bit more, but I, he hasn't said it, so I won't mm -hmm. say it. But he said... Um, Bear with me or yeah, something along those yeah. lines. Yeah, I, so, I know people are trying I guess to. There must be something in the works, on, but... but yeah. But there's obviously, I don't, they go through um, track managers up there more than some people change underpants. Yeah. So that's probably not helping the situation. So hopefully something can be sorted so we can get those night cracks back because well, just at the moment, in general. we're relying on Jimmy and relying on. Drifting SA for all of our SA. Pretty groups, much, so. pretty much. We've gone from this this period in the last couple of years. Like during COVID, we were like the only state that had continuous drifting, and we had so much drifting. We still had an event or two every month, plus two weekends a month you could go up to X Park. So there was like always stuff to do. And now we've got to the point now where it's like with no dates from Malala, basically it is only DSA events. So we're down to you know still an event a month almost, pretty much. Yeah, like if you, I mean, if like, that's, get that's still stuff, good. Which you, you go, well, an event a month, plus you've got a freestyle track three hours away that, yeah, okay, fair enough, you don't go super fast, like it's, you know, skid pad speed, but it's still a track that you can go and drive, and that's open two weekends a month, like every other weekend. Yeah. So, like, we have been spoiled we're, we're for a so long time. That we're like, oh, there's only an event, like one official event a month, where it's just, it's dry as a bone, like... Like, there's some places that you get to drive like True. twice a year if you're lucky. So I think we uh, we have been super spoiled in that in terms of that though. Yeah, no, that's for sure. 
Archerfield. I haven't I haven't looked too much into that myself, but I've seen thumbnails for videos. Yeah. Do you happen to know what's going on so out there? Apparently, from what I've heard, the actual speedway itself has been sold. So it's not a it's yeah. not a council shutting us down issue like it's been the last few times and noise and all that stuff. It's a physical so the the actual track, Archerfield Drift Park, is in the car park of the Archerfield Speedway. So it is not its own entity. It is like a, a sublet or a subdivision of the of the speedway. So uh, basically, if the speedway is sold and it gets turned into development, which is probably what's going to happen, it means that that's going to get bulldozed, whether you know, 70,000 people sign a petition or not. So it's just how yeah. business works, I guess. So, But I have heard, obviously, I've seen that you know, Luke's you know, trying to get somewhere else to move it to which is what the, the focus probably should be on now, rather than saving Archie, it's getting them somewhere else to move Archie to and move the facilities to, so I guess. Yeah, and you can't really save it when it's yeah. sold. You don't really get a voice anymore. Like with the council, at least you get a voice and you can put your concerns yeah. across, but if you physically when don't it's private the land sale. anymore, you can't really, you know, have access to the person who owns the land, then yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, so hopefully they're able to move it to somewhere that's able to have facilities like that because yeah yeah queensland races is probably all right once or twice a month but having somewhere to go regularly particularly close to the city is i say be, yeah, we, we were talking about us us time. being you know spoiled for choice when it comes to drifting when you can go two to three times a week at archie like that's that's nuts like, yeah and it's in the middle of this it's in the it's middle like of halfway the, between brisbane and gold coast or something from i can't remember i'm not very good at user of um Queensland directions haven't been up there much, but I remember landing in Brisbane and being at Archerfield not very long after that. So, yeah, yeah. So hopefully they sort something there. We're also going to be out at the Motorsport Festival, yes. which is twenty fifth and twenty sixth of yeah. March. So um, we've got a cag uh, drifting SA has got a category out there. Um, we've rounded up a whole bunch of drivers to do that. Um, it's going to be a killer event, like some of the cars and some of the uh, Formula Ones and McLarens and the bits and pieces that are going to be out there. It's pretty cool that um, we're going to have a spotlight on drifting yeah. as a part of that. Hopefully get some people that never been to a drift event or thought about going before to see it because yeah. I know like... It should give, some, it should give some good eyes. So for, for people that oh, yeah. aren't aware, that are only into drifting and don't know about other the other stuff, it is the Adelaide Motorsport Festival, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. it's the where the Clipsal is or Superloop or you know that you know this the street circuit. It's it is the part of the of the course that is the permanent road course through the parklands itself. And I don't think they cut down the, the one street, isn't it? So you can loop it around. Yeah. Um can't remember what the street's called. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've lived it's here for like twenty short... something years and thirty years in my case, and you still go, Yeah, that street. I know Hut Street. Road I don't road. even know if Hut Street's on the track, but I know Hut Street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh that's coming up it's going to be it's going to be great for um drifting in sa to have such good exposure to people that like cars at uh, wakefield wakefield street wakefield road yeah yeah road. um yeah so that's going to be happening um and uh, i know years past when i think jake jones organized one it had about six cars or five cars and i was actually in the crowd at the time the amount of people and spectators that just flocked to the side of the track as soon as they heard drifting out on track was actually intense. It was just like almost like a zombie herd yeah, well, it, running towards the edge of the track. It is a spectacle, like in, in all, you know, reality. Like you've got your people that normally just, you know, you hear a car go, Bang! and then you go, Bang! and then another one goes, Bang! and then you hear someone lock a brake out. Oh, what's going on? Then all of a sudden you've got like, you know, yeah, in the case of Jake, it was, yeah, five or six cars. But five or six cars coming out, smashing limiter, smoke blazing off the tyres. Like, it is such a, a different thing compared to, like, you know, your general generic motorsport and, and time attack stuff. Yeah, and these, because it's, um, the race cars do um, sprints, so it's all time-based. So they're not... No, really there's no door-to-door, you know, they're not... There's no door-to-door -door racing or anything like that. Stuff, yeah. Yeah, so we're going to be allowed to go door to door, 14 cars on track. I wonder how many sessions we're going to be able to do before the smoke <laughs> becomes a problem and they want to try, try and close us down, but we'll uh, we'll ride that one out and see how it goes. So that should be pretty exciting for for us. Um, 
do have a couple of couple of people coming over. Matt Harvey. Nice. Um, coming over. I've got. I'm just pick the eyes out of. I obviously got a, a fair few. SA I was saying guys. you said there was like 17 um, people. I'm trying to think. I can't. I don't know if I could pit find 17 presentable drift cars in SA that would do something like that. <laughs> yeah. So we got um. I won't get the whole list, but we've got uh, all the regular um, front runners. So we've got Dean uh, and Dan. Dale. <laughs> We've got Dean and Dan. Dan. The, Dean and Dan, the, Dan. the show-off men. They do, they do all those events. Yeah. They were in the last ones with Jake. Um, yeah, Scotty Miller um, and Matt Harvey, uh, Nathan Greenhill, Jason Farron, uh, and a whole bunch, including myself. I'm going to be out there. Nice. Um, so uh, I'll be flying the Euro flag, I think. And uh, yeah, it should be a good time. Hopefully, so. we can do it. We don't mess it up. We can do it again next year, and I can fly the domestic flag because <laughs> I should have a car <laughs> running again by then. Hopefully, a good one. Sorry, a good car. Oh, we'll see how clean you keep your good. I'm car gonna try real hard. <laughs> I saw you get up in the morning and you're just like, "What do I want to do today?" And you've got this big, like, round board that you spin and it goes. Streetcar, <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay. And then you go on marketplace. Basically, I did. Um, yeah. I did drive like the current car to, to Macca's to do a Macca, like get a frappe before this started. So, and I drove. I drove past the cop, and it's great because I live in Elizabeth, and they have real crime to deal with. The cop, I see the cop look at my car, and then just look forwards like he saw nothing and keep driving. It's the best. <laughs> yeah, I'm not dealing yeah. with this bullshit. Yeah. That's someone else's That's problem. That's it, with my stupid tilty wheels and smoke coming off the back guard because I didn't hit the guards out enough with the hammer and all that fun stuff. So it's great. So a couple of uh, random discussion points at the end, I guess. Um, things that are, I don't know, all of these things are pretty much discussed every year when it comes to DSA. First one being the tyre size argument. There's always people pushing for different tyre sizes, pushing for their car yeah. to have it's a competition a if you don't want to if you don't do what you can to get yourself an advantage in a competition are you really competing oh calm down there Senna. <laughs> but like you know um no longer a racing driver. No, no it's not that it's um old smoky if you're not cheap you're not racing <laughs> but like i i know the discussion on facebook where this one's coming from but like it is not, it's not supposed to be like a here's a specific weight and a specific tyre because if you were going to do that, then you'd have to use scales. And like, yeah. technically you could because there's a set of scales next to the fuel bowsers at the bend. So you could line everyone up, put them on the scale, you know, with a full tank of fuel. But your car weighs this much, this is the tyre size you can run. But um, imagine if you went, okay, I've got my car set up, I'm going to run, you know, two six fives, and you come in. And your car's 30 kilos underweight and you got to run two, three, fives. How, how pissed off would you be yeah. when you don't have any tires for your car in the right size that you're rocking up to the Imagine event? the logistics of running all these cars over yeah. the scales. And imagine the bullshittery oh, that you yeah. go on. Yeah. Like, you're going, oh, we're going to go, have this. jack stands and stuff in the boot, like trying to get some extra weight in. No, that all the people with like those big water tanks in the oh, back. Oh, yeah. They'd, your be like, they'd be full and they'd drive out from there holding the button that sprayed all the water onto the tires so when they got there they didn't have like yeah. 60 kilos yeah. of water they've got like three imagine the bullshit yeah. and then also like people were people were pointing out like oh well if you look at the curb weight of this car in stock form it weighs over this much it weighs more than a commodore yeah and you're like yeah but you've got like you've got a new car it's got all sorts of bullshit in yeah there. Oh, my car weighs more than VT. Like, and it's like, yeah, VT's got fucking windy windows, mate. Like, don't even have power windows. <laughs> You've got fucking heated oh. leather seats that you're going to take, like, 100 kilos of seat out of your car. Like, before you even do any modifications, just to put a seat in, you lose 100 kilos. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> and also, like, there's different versions of the car. So what spec car yeah. do you have to refer the weight to? Yeah. Like, the, BM, like, the E46, for example. Like, you've got the single cam 1.8 litre yeah. with, like, pleb spec and windy windows. Or do you go off the M3 Cabriolet, which has no roof? Yeah. And it is a, and therefore, 
is massively heavy and has heaps of strength. Well, not even that. Go go off like a you know a three two eight I convertible. So it's still got a big heavy engine and all the luxury stuff, and it doesn't have the lightweight M stuff. It's probably even heavier again. Like it's it's kind of like you know you can you can always skew the inf- like the the inputs and the data to like be what you want. But yeah, I think and honestly, the only issue I think is that. I think it's a two five five instead of a two six five. It's the issue the jack had. Um, yeah. You know, the whole point of the tire rule is to be you know kinder so you can cut costs a little bit. Yeah, you know expensive two five fives are because they're not very common. So like. Yeah, they're not a good size. Like, and like Jack's car, like we all saw that thing was not fast because he ended up running two four fives because he it was just it was like double the price of a tire to get a two five five instead of a two four yeah. five. But a two six five was the same cost, and like Jack's car still weighed like you know sixteen hundred and something kilos. Like it wasn't a light car, so like you could probably go, oh yeah, two six five's not too bad. But I think that's really the only thing. But everything else seems to be pretty much on par, other than the fact it is a big jump because you go straight from a one nine five to a two three five when you go from lightweight to, to middleweight. Isn't there a isn't uh, isn't there a middle size that runs two one five? I don't remember seeing. Wasn't the MX five in? Wasn't Stevie's MX five in one of maybe, those? Maybe, maybe. From memory, it's been a while since I've actually seen the dock, but I remember it going from like, you know, your K seventies and Coronas and stuff like that on a one nine five, and then you go straight to like an S thirteen and a two three five. Yeah, because the argument being made was that a V thirty five is heavier, therefore it shouldn't be on the same tire as a. S30. Yeah, it is technically, and it's a bigger car. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of those things that because it's such a new car as well, you have the issue with new cars have massive fenders, like massive wheel arches. So like, if you run like a two three five tire, you have to run either like a boatload of spacer, but it's always really small as well. Like it looks weird. Like you know, a VE yeah. on two three five forty five. Or two, three, five, forty, eighteen looks weird because it's the wrong size tire for the car. It's too small for the car, so you have to run like yeah, the wall and all that weird stuff. But yeah, it is it is a weird setup. But I think there's no formula to take. No. I wait and see. Like somebody goes out on in one of these cars, put them on the two, three, five, and go, "Is this car significantly slower?" Yes. Then yeah. we need to do something about it. So yeah. Or the other way around, if you put, you know, someone comes out and go, this car is ridiculously fast on a 235 compared to everything else, and you go, okay, maybe we'll look at that, and, you know, yeah, say something that's, you know, a little bit smaller than a 13 that still fits into that class or whatever, but has a whole heap of mechanical grip, like, you know, I'm trying to think of maybe something like some sort of new newer BMW or something that no one's really driving yet. Yeah, M1 or something. Uh, one series. Yeah, or like, a, or like an F60 or whatever the, the e-series that aren't super new but like starting to get the point where they're, they're starting to come down a little bit in price yeah so uh next one um so there's a couple of people moving up to l1 um i think tyson is moving up yeah um you've got the I list don't, i don't have that list in front of me now it's got <laughs> Jaden maybe yeah i think ja- well, Jaden won last year didn't he yeah yeah, he doesn't have a choice. He's he's got to move up. So, yeah, Tyson's. Uh, I don't know. Contemplating if he's going to put bigger wheels on the car or something. Probably. Maybe. Although he's just done a whole bunch of work to make the car work, he, like you know, look better on small wheels. So. I guess we'll find out. So, we'll see what happens. And then we've got the old L two power debate, which comes up every year like clockwork. Yeah, where... but again, it's it's a thing where like power, yeah, okay, having a lot of power does make you fast on a straight line, but like that's that's about it really. Like, and it's really the only time it is an advantage when we when you have like a tire rule is in terms of you know straight line speed, so much yeah you know, in in that kind of thing. Yeah, and like a lot of it comes down to if you're not being a dick when it comes to the speed gate. Because, like, there's people with V8s and that kind of thing that can kind of go slow through the speed gate and then boot it. And yeah. people aren't going to be able to keep up and they're not going to be able to instantly put the torque down. 
as long yeah. as you're going through the speed gate with a bit of pace and you're not trying yeah. to be an ass, like generally speaking, that that grip. Most of the people in L2 haven't worked out how to make the car make enough grip that it makes a big deal anyway. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. Like, there's certain people. Like, there's a there's a turbo LS in um, um, 180SX that literally yeah. can't turn the power down anymore. But I really don't like. To me, that thing is probably just going to chalk up the tires. Yeah. More than it's actually going to move forward. So. Yeah, I think pe- people have that thought in their head, but honestly, they just drove through the speed gate a bit harder a lot of the time, so make up for that and a lot more anyway. I say I've watched you many a time entering on people's doors back when you had the one eight, like the CA one eighty. You're down, you know, 150, 200 kilowatts sometimes compared, like yeah, what Dale? Dale's got like four, just over four hundred. I don't know he's got like five hundred. He had four sixty back in. Yeah, day. yeah. So and then you've got. What did you have? Like 230? In the uh, CA? 220, something like that, yeah. 220, 230. And, like, you're on his door on the entry on pretty much every track because you just know how to use space zone. I was the same, even though, like, I had, like, 290, but I was still in a Commodore. So, but, like, just knowing how to use that pace zone to enter on the door, that's really the most the most time power is going to make a big difference is on... We don't, we're not on Malala, where we used to come out the S's and then you'd have literally a drag race down the front straight um, and then enter into turn one. We don't have layouts like that. We don't have a lot of layouts that build speed throughout the course as well. Like, we'll have a fast entry that then slows down into a more technical section. So that's where car balance and grip comes into it more so than power itself. Yeah, and I think a lot of these L2 drivers, they focus a lot on the course which makes sense, but they need to focus a bit more on this uh, entry into the, the speed yeah. gate and entering into See? the corner on people's doors in practice because a lot of them yeah. seem to not think about it and then they get I, to I the battles lost, and don't know what to do. I've lost track of the amount of times I've watched L2 practice and not send a single tandem until the battle start because everyone's so worried about, oh, I've got to get my line right. It's like, you've got to figure out how to drive with other people as well. It's the whole point of competition, so... Which is kind of good having L2 like this. It is a way to you know, force people to drive with other people because, you know, some people are scared. That's fair enough. Like, especially if it's your, you know, your first or second time out there actually doing it, you are going to be scared to drive next to someone or behind someone or with someone behind you. So, but also that's what practice is for. It's to, you know, get yourself, you know, acclimatized, acclimated, get yeah. used to driving with other people. Like, the whole point of it, so... Yeah, and I mean, to me, like, there's there's plenty of plenty of chances to drive by yourself, doing laps by yourself, and get that down when you're not doing a comp. But when you're yeah. doing a comp, what you really want to be doing is is chasing the other car and, and chasing yeah. the experience and um, the learning that can come from doing the stuff that you can't do on a practice day is easy. Or find, you know, sometimes even going out to a prac, it's actually hard to find someone to chase. When oh, you're yeah. in these comps, you've got someone lined up with you. So They're like, here you go. Take the chance. Here's someone. Take the chance. Drive Follow people. And, um, yeah, use the speed code. So I think that's going to be a much bigger deal than who has 300 kilowatts versus who has yeah. 200. 100%. All right. Well, that's everything on my list. Cool. I think I think we did well. I think we did. We didn't, we didn't explain the life story of everyone in a one this time, which is nah. nice. That was good because I didn't have enough memory to know their entire life story, to be honest. <laughs> I could barely read out their names. It's like that. So, yeah, obviously, um, Will this and Tate will work their magic. And this will be our, what's it today, Tuesday? So, yeah. like, fingers, fingers crossed, like Thursday? Yeah. If Will sends it to me, I'll, I'll save it and do it at work tomorrow don't tell my boss so like when, Wednesday Thursday whenever you're watching this if you're watching this when it first comes out this weekend this weekend this Sunday weekend. it's Sunday not Saturday Saturday's the Saturday's practice. only practice so unless basically unless you know someone going out driving on Saturday it's not really that much point coming out on Saturday I think there's probably roll racing or something on as well because I've heard there was no accommodation anywhere as well ah fuck so all right. I haven't bought the combination. I Probably something going on. I'm going to be I'm sleeping not... in the back of my ute. <laughs> I'm not it. too sure. But yeah, so Sunday, round one, Drifting SA, State Series is back for 2023. 
I'm also back as well because I'm commentating again after a year off, so it's going to be good. It's going to be me and Mr. Gilmore up in the uh, commentating booth. So I'm excited to get tongue twisted and not be very good at words. It's going to be super exciting. So uh, you can make up for it by ripping on Lippy. Yeah, it's great. It's going to be so much fun. But uh, yeah, so we're going to be back to whatever the date's going to be. The 4th, 3rd, 5th, 5th, something like that. Yeah. March 5th on the Sunday. Come up, buy your tickets online before you get to Malala, uh, Malala to the band because reception's kind of spotty and all of the tickets are online. So, um, And the person gonna... at the front is going to be a security guard, not... Um, yeah, it's not going to be Danger son. Pete. It's not no. going to be Danger Pete, so you can't sweet talk your way in like I do every time. <laughs> That's all right. I'm on the list anyway, so it don't really matter. But uh, I'm on the list. Yeah. I'm on the list. So um, I'm sure we can put a link um, with the post, but it is just a Eventbrite link. Um, if not, just go to Drifting SA on Facebook, and there'll be a link up there as well. So grab your spectator tickets online. I'm pretty sure early bird tickets are already sold, so you have to pay full price, but it's still not very expensive. Uh, also, uh, Ride with the Pro will be back as well. For the weekend or yep. on the Sunday. Get to see Landon stressing when you yeah, are Landon's, Landon's very for, stressing the um, So we are, a couple of the regulars are down, so I think a lot of the ride of the pro this, this weekend is going to be actual competent, like competent? competent drivers. <laughs> competition drivers. There we go. That's a preview of what my commentary is going to be like. Um, so you actually be able to go out and ride with actual competitors this weekend. So, um, again, you can pre-purchase tickets as well. I think it'd be a little bit cheaper if you pre-purchase rather than buying on the day. But, yeah, come out. Enjoy the um, the competition. Hopefully the weather's good. And it's going to be great to uh, come back and get back drifting again for 2023. Yep, back into it. I'm excited. Yeah. All right. Very thanks, good. Ben. Thanks, Will. And oh, yeah, uh, Thanks, Will. Producer Will, behind the scenes. Numbering our podcast. This works so much them. better with Will helping. You, you're an absolute legend, Will. You are. Good job. Uh, Will will be behind some of the live stream too. He's the man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So also, if you can't make it out, watch the live stream. So it'll be on the Drifting SA Facebook page. So uh, keep an eye that, out on that for that on the Sunday. Um, I hear his test. He's told me he's testing new and exciting things. So nice. So it's going to be a good time to watch from home if you can't make so, it up. The live stream has come from when we first started the live stream to like how it was at the end of last year has come so far. Like it's been absolutely amazing. Like it is, you know, one of the best drifting live streams like you can watch on online like in all reality like you know the cameras point at the things that the cameras need to you can hear what's going on that's already better than like 90 percent of well, we've got streams. we've got drone coverage for the got uh, drones for the judges too we've got yeah replays yeah. it's going to be it's, it's going to be it's epic. Nuts. it's nuts so yeah period so if you can't make it out you should come out it's always better to watch live but if you can't make it out come watch the live stream and then um yeah we'll we may do another podcast between now and AMF, maybe afterwards, and do a wrap up of them both together. See we'll how see. we go. I'll probably be grey by the time we, we get back. We keep going. Yeah, we're going to do more podcasts, and then we don't do more podcasts because we're useless at life. <laughs> we're all adults and work hours and, and hours of our lives. Yeah. Anyway, we will see you on the next episode of the Outside Line. Ta da! Ta da!